The Nimble with Numbers team presents Chalk Blot with Bo, with Bo Big Time McBrayer. I gotta know what a five dollar shake tastes like. That's hot. That's hot. I want winner, Bo. You don't know diddly. And his partner, Scott Stag Simpson. Do you know who I am? Trying to put Tiger Bomb on this jungle's nuts. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Hey, you guys, welcome to Chalk Blocked, the sexiest, the world's sexiest DFS show for now. For Good now. evening. Yeah, I'm Bo McBigTime, Bo underscore McBigTime on Twitter. Hit me up. That's Scott Stack Simpson. You can find him at Nimble W Numbers. This is Chalk Blocked. We got a big show. It's our first one on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm so freaking jacked, baby. This is this is it. This is the one we've all been waiting for. I hope you liked the the drops, the intro drops. I mean, that's that I so it's so near and dear to my heart. I gotta know what a five dollar shake tastes like, Scott. We we'll get it. I'm I'm sure we're gonna get a five dollar shake, a ten dollar shake. Uh, shout out to everybody who's checking us out. Appreciate you guys on a Friday night, 11 o'clock, 11.05 on, on the East Coast, uh, which uh, Denny Carter has said is the only uh, legit time zone. But I'm going to say I, I disagree because I know Bo is, is broadcasting from the West Coast. So shout out all my West Coast friends. Uh, I live in both coasts since my boy is there. I love that. Uh, and thanks to everybody there in the chat. My guy, Brad. You know, Space Ghost Force, love that guy. So, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to do the show today. This is the first show of many on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Bo and I are taking over this 11 to 12 spot from now until when they kick us off. So we're going to be doing football season. And we'll take breaks for family vacations, things like that. But we're going to be here. This is going to be our time slot from now until the end of football season next year. And we'll be kicking it all the time every Friday night at 11 or eight o'clock if you're Pacific time. So we're going to do, we're going to dual Pacific and Eastern. We're going to give people, let people know what time it is on both coasts. You can check us out from coast to coast across the world. This is the worldwide sports radio network. I got friends in the UK checking us out. I got friends in Australia checking us out. Uh, I'm so excited. You guys are all here. This is awesome, Bo. Like we, we are legit. We're not just hanging out and doing a podcast. We're in on a network. We are, yeah. uh, we're on a radio station. I'm really excited, man. And I couldn't be here without my best man, Bo McBrayer. And uh, he's awesome. Check him out at nimblewnumbers.com. Check him out at uh, hotboxbatch.com. Uh, by the way, we're going to, we're brought to you officially by, do you want to, you want to introduce? I can just prop it up. You know what to say. No, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Go to hotboxbatch.com folks. And you're going to find links for the world's best hot sauce ever. It's ridiculous. You're also going to find links to go to Viridian Global and buy merch, but you can't. You can get more than hot sauce there. You can get his new taco seasoning. You can also get his delicious rub. You, you got to get your hands on it, folks. It is the best thing around. So uh, I'm a I'm addicted, and I can't get enough of the of the booming big time <laughs> hot box supplies. So go over there, check it out, buy it. You're going to love it. Yep. And you can, uh, as of yesterday, you can actually uh, use the new domain that I purchased bigtimeflave.com that'll redirect Ooh. you to the same site um get the hot box the 
I mean, it's the most deliciously intense condiment on on planet Earth. Uh, you can get your Smoke Shack barbecue rub. So good. You can eat it with a spoon. Mm. And, of course, my newest product, it's Taco Sizen, baby. <laughs> Put that on any taco meat or vegetables if you're a vegetarian ever. I mean, it's it's just it's a good time. I'm, I'm selling a lot of good uh, good flavors out there for people all over the country. Even Canadians like it. So I got to be doing something right if the people up north are, are liking my stuff. I, I got to say, I do love the people up north. There's just a bunch of good people. Um you know, whose podcasts I've been on. I've traveled up north on, on the, the, the worldwide uh, internets and stuff, and they're good people. I like them all. So, Yeah, and uh, actually for listeners of our show, uh, consumers of Chalk Blocked, I have a promo code. So if you go to bigtimeflave.com or hotboxpatch.com, it's the same site, and you enter the promo code CHALK21 at checkout, 10% off your total. Oh, I might actually have to use that because I'm running low. I normally get about a case of that bad boy and, uh, and the, you know, the rub and now the, the Taka Sisson. Sisson, how do you pronounce it? I've seen that around. Sisson, Sisson. Okay. Sisson. I'm going to get Sisson. <laughs> well, I just got to say, man, I, uh, all shits and giggles. Uh, if you don't know, me and Bo, we used to do this back during the regular season, DFS. Uh, the first iteration was the Fast Hard Finish, which was one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, then we kind of transitioned into Chalk Block, which more focused on DFS. We're going to talk fantasy football. That's that's the gambit. That's where, and anything else we want, food, you know, culture, whatever, what it kind of tickles our, 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 uh, our pickle, as they say. And uh, I'm so excited to be with Bo. This is my hangout time with Bo McBigtime. This is what I'm getting to see him. And uh, that was one of the main reasons why we did hang out was just to see each other. So you're, if we're geeking out and being silly, you know, it's because we're, we're just so happy to see each other. And like, look at that uh, smile. Look how, look how sexy that guy part, is. You know? The best part of this show is it's been, we're approaching a year since we, since we met online Twitter, uh, sleeper dynasty league, basically. And yep. we still haven't met in person. And this is our, we're having a stinking show on the radio together before we've ever even met in person. That's it's, hilarious. It's a, it's a COVID miracle. And it, the thing that's so crazy about it is that we share mutual interests, lots of them. And in, in a way, like, like, you know, we even know people who know each other, you know what I mean? Which is crazy. And so uh, Bo and I have like, like the degrees of separation from us meeting. Like, I think we were always meant to meet, like it was just always meant to be. And so uh, I, I don't think I've ever fallen as hard, as fast as I have for Bo. Uh, this year, particularly my wallet, you know, man, I was taking him out. I was just, I was dating and whining and dining him. So I loved it, man. It was great. It was, uh, and it was I, one of my and favorite. And I order from the top shelf. I order from the top <laughs> shelf, as Scott knows. <laughs> I, I keep him lubed up. My boy needs to be lubed up doing all the work he does. You know, shout out his employer. Uh, I do love me some Costco. Go get a Costco membership and, uh, you know, set, say Uncle Jeff sent you <laughs> and let him know that Scott sent you. And then maybe Jeff will kick something back to me. So um, I, I got to say, your shirt is tight. Can you can you give yourselves a little, you know, do lean up, lean tits out, you know, flavor town. Yeah, That's so sparkling, man. This is from Guy Fieri's website. Um, he started a foundation to help restaurant workers when COVID first hit and all the restaurants mm. were dropping like flies. Um, and so I, I made a donation to his charity and they sent me the shirt. So it's, it's a special shirt for me. Shout out Guy Fieri. Uh, everything you do is amazing. And so he's one of my heroes out there that's, uh, that's doing the right thing. And he's, he's, he's a NorCal resident. So I gotta, I gotta give the, the NorCal chefs a shout out. Um, so we're, we're making things happen. Things are finally starting to look 
and feel a little close to normal. It's not, mm. I mean, we're, we're still kind of restricted, but we're, we're, we're seeing a light. It's very far away, but we see the mm. light. We're being told there's more light than there is here in Maryland, but I don't, I don't want to digress. I'll just say shout out to uh, Michael Bauer over at uh, the, the, the dynasty rewind. He has oh, got bah- fire fire. Ooh, yes. I know my nips are hard folks. I'm rocking that out. <laughs> I got that in the mail today. I got some tight stickers too. I think they're upstairs. Um, but I'll be posting those up. My wife said I needed to buy a new water bottle just to post that amazing sticker on. I said, here's the problem. They don't make these anymore. I said, these bad boys never, you're never getting one of these again. I don't care about any other sticker on here. Uh, this can't come off. So, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, one more, one more. Well, I have another one of these though, Bo. Like I care, but I have another one of these. You've given me one. This is, this is like an NFT. This is, this is, you know, you don't get, you don't get this back. See, so. I still haven't gotten into those and I probably won't. I'm really old fashioned in that way. And I'm not going to go and do, do NBA top shot. Like all you other Yoko's um, it, I, it looks fun, but it's not my bag. No, no, no. I, I got to say this as somebody who's done it. Um, NBA top shot is like getting kicked in the nuts and you, you ask <laughs> someone else to do it. You're like, Hey, Hey, sir, I, you don't know me. Can you kick me in the nuts real quick? <laughs> no, I just I'll pay you. I will pay you. Yeah, I will stand in line for this with 230 other thousand people for this nut kicking. So it happens. Um, and if I, you choose to do so, I will pay you $70. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, 230 was the pack drop today that I didn't get. Oh, my God. I know. And these things are just a scam. I know. It's ridiculous. So you know, here's not a scam. Uh, the stock market, invest in the stock market, folks. That's better than investing in NBA Top Shot. You know, but I think NFTs overall are here to stay. And uh, yeah, um, thank you. Fantasy Lab said Top Shot equals pain. Exactly. This is a smart person who understands the the experience of, of what it is. So uh, I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, if I do get a pack and what I want to do is be able to, you know, sell them, gift them. Uh, I'm not trying to make a killing on any of these. I think it's a good opportunity, though, uh, and particularly I like giving them out. So I've got one for my boy Mike. I told him I'm gonna send. I told him pick one of my 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 shot, top shots. I'll send you one. So I'm not trying to make a million. I just want a pack. You know what I'm saying? I just want to collect. I just want to get. I just want one pack, man. Just want my beak a little bit. So, but I digress. What, what's on the topic for tonight? What's the agenda look like for for our our sports uh, segments that the we're gonna title. jump into? The title of this episode is. There's no such thing as a free agent. I mean, we're seeing money spent left and right. We're seeing slashing and burning for teams that are cash poor with the lower cap number. I mean, 182 and a half is a lot, a far cry from if they had set that TV deal two weeks before, we'd be looking at 220, 230 million in cap. So all these guys that are getting cut because the teams are trying to get under that cap number, they wouldn't have gotten cut if they, if they had sealed that TV deal earlier. So we're seeing all kinds of movement. Oh, I wonder why that happened. I wonder why it was so strategically like two weeks later. Oh, my gosh. Has something to do with collective bargaining, I think. (sighs) Not a good thing. Not a good thing on that. Yeah, well, uh, this is the thing. I'll tell you, you said there's no free agents out there. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, John Smokey Brown might be the freest agent of all. Oh, Um, $4 million for that guy? That's a a deal. Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll get in there. We'll get in there. We're jumping the gun. But, you know, we're talking about free agency. this this over overwhelmingly, I've have felt like this free agency has been one of the worst ever, um, because players have re-signed. I, I mean, Juju re-signing, Chris Carson re. Like, I don't like the re-sign. What do you think about the re-sign? How does that sit with you? 
So I think it's strategic for the team's perspective is they're sending a message that with everything so tight this season, they're reluctant to spend a big number. Um, and they're not giving multiple years out to any wide receivers, it seems like. And so yeah. that's kind of why you're seeing A-Rob and Galladay just sit there because these teams are not budging. They're saying, hey, why would we spend all this money when we can sign you to a one-year prove-it deal like Juju had? And you're still young. You're still able Wait till the cap goes up by fifty million dollars next year, and then get your big pop for four years. Yeah, uh, it's 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 terrible this year, like you said, because you're getting great talented players that are having to settle for a one year prove a deal because the cap numbers just aren't. There's too much constraint on the teams, and they're also taking advantage of that in this at yeah. the same token. Yeah, yeah, no, they are, and and uh, no one so more so than the Houston Texans, who I think <laughs> they signed every scrabini that you could possibly. Twenty-seven, twenty-nine free agents have been. They've thirty-one. They've signed a whole uh, effing team uh, for team. maybe what half a million per guy. Uh, yeah, man, and they're all one-year deals. All of them except for one. I think there's one. It's a two-year deal. So what you're seeing there is, I said this is a joke, kind of, but it's not a joke. Uh, you're looking at a, a punt year completely, like a two-win team that's going to give up so many points. Uh, I said target players in the AFC South in your fantasy drafts, just because they're going to get to go up against them twice. And if you get them in the playoffs, holy, you're going to be able to put some points on the board. If you got, you know, Houston in week 15 or 16. So just, just something to think about, you know, something to consider. At the same time, the Colts are pretty good. If Carson Wentz doesn't commit 50 turnovers, um, and but the Titans got worse, shed a couple more bodies. Derrick Henry's back there like a like a Titan, basically. Tannehill's pretty good, yep. but he's he lost two weapons already. Johnu and Corey Davis are gone. AJ Brown's a stud, but he lost two key receivers, at least one stud offensive lineman. They lost a Dory Jackson on a defense that was awful last year. And so yeah, that awful. team's down too. The Texans are maybe gonna go winless next year because I mean Deshaun Watson is the story everybody's been talking about even before all this whole massage parlor thing came out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is uh Deshaun Watson gate is taking over. Um, and, it, and I think it rightly should honestly with, with the, right. um, with the amount of, uh, you know, money that's at stake, a franchise that's at stake, all these things, you know, people's um, really, you know, their wellness, at stake if, if these things are true and, and and if they're true maybe there's criminal things or i don't know you know what i mean like this is the thing that yeah. that that um i will honestly say um about the situation i think when when somebody accuses somebody about anything we don't know anything like let's just say, we see what's on tv we see football that is like one one hundredth of people's life you see a couple hours on saturday sunday it, that's not real life and so i think what's important is you just wait Reserve judgment. Just wait, see what happens. Um, but I, I'm not. I don't like all. It's it is a circus right now. It's officially a circus because uh, the lawyer is saying one thing, and then the police are like, "We've never talked to you. We've never heard of you, or we've heard of you, but you, you've never. None of these are are claims." And so you're like, "Is is are, like, who's lying here?" Like I, I think that there's there's somewhere the truth is there, but I don't know if if there's just like who's being honest at all in what they're saying to whom. You know what I mean? And so. I just have to wait for yeah. everything to settle before, but it's not good. It's not good. The NFL's oh, looking into this considerably right now. They're investigating, a, so you don't want that. At the very least, it's a really bad image scar for the NFL, the Texans, and Watson. Because even if Watson comes out of this and none of it's true, it's still going to yeah. be there. And yeah. we don't know anything. And that's that's why I'm not saying anything about this, because no. 
What no, if nothing. all of these women are saying, hey, yeah, we just didn't say anything because there's it's really hard to prove. In criminal court, you're dealing yep. with a jury selection. You're dealing with you have to have beyond a reasonable doubt to convict. If that, if that person is acquitted, then they're off scot-free and the victim still doesn't receive justice. In a civil right. case, you're, you only have to prove the preponderance of the evidence. So if they have enough evidence to file a civil suit in that in that case, they don't have to go through all the all the ring of the motion. That's the same thing that happened to OJ, is they couldn't yeah. prove in the courtroom that he commit he committed murder in a criminal sense. He was acquitted, and but he lost his he lost his butt in the civil suit because yes. in the civil suit they prove they they with the preponderance of evidence they said right. he civilly killed Nicole Brown Simpson. So right. that's the same kind of thing. It's it's, it's harder to prove a criminal conviction than it is for somebody to receive civil damages to them. That's my yes. pre-law coming out. I like that. I'm all in to, to learning in law. So, um, so is Watson no, going to no, get traded no, now? Is he going to get traded I don't now? Think, I think he's going to get on the NFL commissioner's exemplist or something. Like, you know, I don't know. I got, a long way to go, though. A long way to go. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where it's going to be headed. I don't know. I mean, can he just be traded? Like, hey, there's a, an ongoing investigation on him or, you know, with the NFL. But let's trade him. You know, like, I don't know if they, if the NFL, I don't know what they allow. I mean, the Texans, I don't know. The Texans are just, they're, they're beyond help, I think, right now. I, 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 it's the worst. They're the worst franchise. I have nothing, right nice, nothing nice to say about them at all. I mean, nothing at all. So, um, they don't I don't deserve know. It. Is that is that bad to not say no. anything nice? I mean, okay. I mean, if the conspiracy true theories are true, this is all just timed perfectly to kill any trade talks because Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston and they're trying to get him to stay. And yeah, and I I don't want to think along those lines because that's pretty that's a pretty deep conspiracy theory that this attorney yeah. is in in bed with McNair family and trying to just throw a whole bunch of throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks kind of thing. But I mean, this is, I mean, we're talking a lot of cases. We're talking up to, up to 22 women are talking with this lawyer now. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're piling on, if your goal is to pile on, it's working. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my goal is just to make sure that I get the right quarterback this year in my fantasy team. And I got to tell you, Deshaun Watson probably will not be considered uh, this year. Uh, we'll see. But I'm going to kind of lean away because even if he is there, uh, Brandon Cooks and um, – is he there still? I mean, I mean, Brandon Cooks, maybe that's it. You know, like that's all you got. And you got, yeah. you got a bunch of old running backs. And oh, Philip Lindsay, three, three, uh, two corpses, and a guy who can't stay healthy. That's great. Well, he's like 195 pounds, so or 190 pounds, or 187, or whatever. So I mean, he's little. He's a little fellow. So it's he's hard to say. He's on the field, but he is he's good. He is good. He's gonna if he gets on the field, he'll be uh, a, like a timeshare of what was he gonna get? Eight touches, nine touches a game. Like it's just it's gross. It's not, it's nothing. Yeah. Nobody wants and it. And if you get, it's out. if you obviously beat out for a job by Melvin Gordon, you're not that good. You're good, but you're not that good. You're not that good. No, you're not that good at all. I, I don't, I don't like that. So who, who is your big, you know, um, big splash signing the best signing QB wise. What, what do you like so far? Where, where, where are your heads at? I, I mean, I hate to say it as a Cowboys fan, but fits to Washington's a genius move. Because Rivera is yeah. a great coach. 
I can't root against Washington anymore because Ron Rivera is one of my favorite people in the league. And he had Alex yeah, Smith person. last year. Alex Smith, an amazing story. Antonio Gibson, great rookie. Terry McLaurin's easy to root for. Their their team is too it's too easy to root for Washington. And as a Cowboys fan, it just rips me apart that Washington is so likable after all these years where it was so easy, so un- unbelievably easy for them to be the the laughing stock with their terrible ownership and terrible just everything until they got Ron Rivera and everything's flipped on its head. They kind of pushed uh, Snyder to the curb as far as image of the franchise. They changed their name. So racist anymore. Um, It's all of this overhaul has made Washington a likable franchise. And they, they tossed that baton to Houston. Yeah. Yeah. They said, Hey, who wants to be a trash franchise? And Houston was like, we do. We got Jack. Hey, 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 yeah, Jack so. Easterby's out there with his rattlesnake, just 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 whispering sweet nothings in Cal McNair's ear and saying, "I mean, if we if we can get rid of all the non Christians on our team, <laughs> we can like, do that." Who wants a Bible study? <laughs> I got. Hey, you got a second round pick over there in Arizona? I like second round picks. How about our best player, our franchise wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, and might as well send over that uh, that crippled boy over there, the 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 running back that was good five years ago. I mean, like, it's it's oh, just it's, Johnson. I loved watching him when he was good, but man, it's, yeah. it's just so sad to watch a player like that as a running back just break down. And it just yeah. breaks your heart because he was so much fun to watch. But in Houston, even last year when he had good games, he looks like he's running in mud. Yeah. Well, he had the first game where he did get a touchdown run. It looked good. We were like, whoa, David Johnson's back. Holy, right. shoot. Holy fork and shoot. And then like three weeks later, you're like, Dad, he's running into the back of linemen again. Damnation. My favorite, though, is when he went out, there was one game because I picked him up and I had Duke Johnson. He had like 11 carries for like 11 yards. And every time he did it, he ran right into someone's ass. And like, I was like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? Like, and then Deshaun Watson would throw for like a 40 yard, you know, strike. And they'd be like, and they're in the red zone. And they hand yeah. off the race. they like, what are you doing? I just, I just loved in DFS last season, just, Deshaun Watson and then what? Then what? Because you know he's going to throw the ball 45 times. He's going to be Superman out there with his cape on. He's going to put up 50 points. And it's just it's just it was it was fun for my fantasy team to have Watson go each week in DFS, but I mean, na- next year's up in the air now. I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah. Avoid, yeah, I, I, avoid I, Houston at all costs. Man, Houston, wait, no, no, you, you play whoever's going up against Houston. That's what you yes. do. You spike the, you, you ride the Houston spike all fucking year. Uh, and so, uh, by the way, I'm not cussing because we are streaming on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Shout out. And in about uh, two minutes, we're going to jump to a commercial break and you'll get to hear all about the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. They got fun drops. We got an awesome fun drop coming back from uh, commercial break, by the way. Uh, you guys stick oh, around. Yeah. This is, this is one of my favorite drops too. Uh, we we have uh, professional drops here on the show, and that's uh, it's going to be a staple of our show. And I'm really excited. The universe of drops are just expanding. I got a mixer over here, man. Like I can uh, I can fork, you know, shoot up. So here's the thing about cussing too. Uh, my my mom 
uh, asked me not to cuss as much on the Instagram. And uh, I, I respect my mom, you know? And so when your mom, I think someone else's mom told him not to cuss recently too. I forget who it was, but it was on Twitter. It's like an athlete. And he shared like his mom said too much cussing or something. I was like, man, oh man my mom got me too. You know, um, I'm yeah. 41 and my mom's telling me not to cuss on the <laughs> internet. So but don't I, talk back to mama. I, I mean, I actually did. I got my mom all upset when, when I was talking and uh, my dad came out and was like, what are you doing? Why are you getting your mother all upset? And then by the end of it, my dad's like, ah, fucking Trump. It's like, dad, 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 dad yeah, you're getting angry. I'm like, whoa, whoa, dad. You know, so I have so, a, I have a cussing story too. Cause my mother-in-law, she's amazing. Just in yes. every way she's amazing, but she doesn't cuss. Like I, we, we've tried to get her to cuss and she doesn't, she doesn't, it doesn't bother her when people are around but she doesn't do it. And my daughter spends a lot of time with her and she's eight. And so like, even as early as three, she'll hear me like my, our house is just a flurry of F-bombs. I've heard your wife though. (laughs) We use colorful language quite often, but my daughter doesn't do it. She doesn't copy us. She doesn't think we're like shit. Even as early as three or four years old, she'd be like, daddy, that's not a nice word. (laughs) Thinks you're uncouth. Like most people yeah. think me. Well, so I love for the that. show. I'm just channeling my inner Philip Rivers, Dad Gummit. Dang Gummit! Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? On that note, we're gonna go to commercial. We'll be back in five minutes, and we've got Bose and my special second drop, which I'm just so excited about. So mm-hmm. go get yourself a snack. Do whatever you need to do. We'll be back in uh, in just a quick hot second. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to f- shit up. Whoa, now back to Chalk Block with Bo and Scott. Oh, Boom, we are back. I love that, dude. That is as fire. Thanks to my guy, Brandon, for hooking that up. That is uh, live on stage. That is from yeah. Pet Brothers. Uh, shout out Will Ferrell. There's a little bit of Will Ferrell in all of us, and there's a little bit of him in my show drops, and, and uh, that's how we do it. So uh, welcome back to Chalk Block. I am Scott Stacks Simpson. You might know me from Nimble W Numbers on Twitter. You might know me from NimbleWNumbers.com or from the Fantasy Millionaires or from Bo whooping my ass over at the Fantasy Six Pack.net <laughs> all year in the Thunder. Farm remembers. Oh, <laughs> all your liquor remembers. Yeah, it doesn't forget. Uh, it was good times, by the way, with my boy Bo and Big Time. Uh, we're running it back this year. We're doing Chalk Block this show every Friday night. Uh, when we get close to the DFS season, we'll see. Maybe we, uh, you know, make it a little bit longer, go deeper into the into the game. Maybe make it a two hour show and go into the you know the the late night into the Saturday morning. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we we left off talking quarterbacks, and you know, I, I got the shades for this guy because man, he got paid. He's there in Dallas. He's your boy. Let me set him up for you. Dak got his bag. Talk about Dak. What, 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 how, how are you feeling right now as a Cowboys fan um, to have Dak under under a contract? Very simply put, I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm relieved they finally just did it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of money, but in a way it was team friendly because of all the other circumstances around 
it, just the the salary cap that we had. I mean, Jerry Jones is making sure that he knows exactly what the salary cap is going to be. He probably knew what the number was before a lot of other people. Um, and that's uh, that's that's what I'm I'm relieved that they got the deal done in a good year to do it. They didn't yeah. overpay because next year I think that his number, if they had franchised him for 37, um, we're looking at a big, a much bigger deal next year to extend him um, because of the salary cap going up and other quarterbacks hitting the market mm. that could set that number even higher. So yeah. I'm glad that they didn't just blink in the face of all that leverage and they got they got a deal done. And it takes two sides to tango, and they 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 got it done. And we have a quarterback who's I think still going to be pretty mobile, even with coming off the ankle surgery. And it it's a that offense is scary good. Like I mean, we saw what they did before he went down, and that they're only going to be better. Hmm. Oh man, just I get CD dreams at night. You know, I just see him (laughs) and catching balls, and you know, toe toe tapping in the end zone, and uh, getting shaken off DBs and running for touchdowns. I mean, it's just my my fantasy is just CDs TDs all the time. (laughs) And uh, you know, here's the thing: when 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 Henry Ruggs and CD Lamb came into the league. There was, there was, you know, difference of, of opinions out there. Uh, I didn't see Justin Jefferson necessarily busting out like he did. I put him in my wide receiver two theory article last year. I thought he had a potential to bust out for sure. So I included him in there because I thought he was, he was, he fit the model, the opportunity model, and then also the skill set to do that in that offense. So, but uh, I thought that CD lamb was going to be the best wide receiver and he was the second best. He was the second yeah. best and he you weren't wrong. Yeah, I mean, just well, it, I love C.D. Lamb. He he performed even under that quarterback duress situation where you had three different starters in three different weeks. You know, so uh, I can't wait to see Dak again. I think he's going to go right back to what he was doing, and then hopefully, you know, Zeke doesn't have COVID anymore, and that should be a relief. And you got Tony Pollard. Hopefully, he gets some more touches as well. I know he's your boy. Uh, that that offense is stacked, and uh, maybe their tight end situation when they draft a better tight end. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think they need to. They have so many weapons on the outside and in the slot. Um, and I I was surprised that they didn't maybe uh, make a move yet for Michael Gallup to get him for a, for a maybe move up and get another second or third or fourth or fifth round pick, whatever Gallup's worth on the market, mm-hmm. um, just to just to kind of solidify the rest of the team because the defense is – I mean, they signed four defensive linemen, which was sad. It was sorely needed. Yeah. Um, but they still need cornerback help. The safety position's pretty good. The linebacker position's just – can't stay healthy. Leighton Van Der Esch is the pulse of that defense. And when he goes down, they go from middle of the road to bottom of the barrel immediately. And we've seen Terrible. that both years he's, he's been in the league is they're pretty darn, they're serviceable. They can win games with the defense with, with Leighton Van Der Esch on the field. But if he gets hurt, it, it goes way off the cliff. And uh, we just got to keep people healthy. If it's Leighton Van Der Esch, the t- pretty much the captain of the defense, if he's down, that defense is bad. Okay, yeah, I agree. I have a question for you. Just, you know, uh, it came to mind as you were talking. What what would you rather see? And you're a Dallas guy, and I, I'm not a, a Washington football team fan, but I live here in the in the area, so there's intrigue for me. Hard knocks this year. Would you rather see Washington football team hard knocks, or would you rather see Dallas Cowboys hard knocks? I think either one would make for must-see TV. I mean, I'm glad I have HBO for that reason because yeah. it's – I mean, they're both on that short list of teams that can do it. And I mean, they're, I mean, can't go wrong either way because both teams have so many storylines. So many, many so many personalities. I mean, you have the Ron Rivera thing you have. I mean, 
Curtis Samuel's another one of my guys that, that just Curry. signed with Washington. Yes, yes, and yeah. that's going to be exciting because that was his freshman and college roommate was Terry McLaurin. And they dreamed about this. So, right. I mean, right. talk about a leg up in free agency. You know what? I really I noticed a lot of trends that were coming out this year. And I read an article about it. And so I I, I, I saw it. And then I read the article and I saw it actually happening. And so I was like, this is interesting. It was a take that people are going to gravitate to coordinators they used to work with, people they are familiar with, just things that are simple in this day and age. It's almost just like, oh, I know that guy. You know, um, I, I did well under him. Daryl Bevel, you know, comes to mind when you think of Marvin Jones. Things like that. Just little, you know, oh, um, Urban Meyer to coach him before. Of course, he would try to get, okay. He's, and And so... The familiarity of offense and scheme, and I understand why players are getting resigned in this era of COVID, where you know you can't actually practice as much, and it's just easier to know your scheme. I don't know why you're giving Chris Carson twenty-four million dollars, though. Like that's stupid. Or any running back. I mean, I got nothing. I've got nothing. I just sorry, I'm 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 out of control here. I've <laughs> I've been, I've been well, awake since five a.m. Eastern time, my my time. So like I'm pushing. Uh, you know, 19 hours here. And that just, I didn't tilt me because I don't have any Chris Carson chairs, but it just made me go, oh, you know, yeah. I just, I'm not, he gets, but, I mean, He's it's not, hurt. that's still not as bad as paying Kenyon Drake a ton of money oh. more than, jo- than Josh Jacobs is making to be the backup. No, that's, that's a takeover. And the stat that I heard that just blew my mind was that Josh Jacobs last year was 47th out of running backs in, fantasy points per touch that's Ooh. worse than Kalen Balaj. that's worse than David Johnson that's worse than Joshua oh. Kelly the rookie for the Chargers last yeah. year he had um, games he disappeared disappeared and he'd have like yeah. 12 carries for 30 yards so, so that that points for per touch that fantasy points per touch stat just means that everything that made him a back end running back one last year was simply volume and touchdowns volume. Yep. he didn't actually do anything good he just got a lot of work. He didn't get any passing work, which definitely would have helped his fantasy points per touch because you have high percentage PPR targets. He didn't get those because they gave a bunch of them to Devontae Booker, who, <laughs> I mean, I, I met Devontae Booker's brother, who's, I mean, Devontae Booker's from Oakland. So it's, it was, I mean, it's, that's not, he's a pro, but he's not good. And of course, John Gruden's like, "Hey, I don't really like Josh Jacobs." There's no way around it. Josh Jacobs is good either, though. Like, apparently, he's not good either. Apparently, John Gruden is not, knock on wood, uh, good at drafting players. Well, that's that might be, and it might just be that John Gruden maybe isn't that good of a good of a judge of talent. Yeah, I I mean, he got a Mayock is cleaning house along the offensive line. And then he goes and pays Kenyon Drake. Did, did you what see Hay- the- Hayden Winks's tweet where he had the empty and then the, and then he first, he just had Josh Jacobs and then Derek Carr and then one lineman off to the right. And then he added Kenyon Drake in the backfield. I was like, this is great. Hayden. I love you, man. This is so funny. So yeah. Like just what are so they what, doing? And everybody's blaming Gruden because he's got the 10 year deal and he's pretty much untouchable, but Mayock, my goodness, he's the one making these moves. Mayock's got a little bit of an attitude. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. He's he's, he's doing, making these moves out of ego. And yeah. uh, and I guess if you really like Kenyon Drake, which I can't imagine why you'd like Anybody him that would, much no, more to yeah, pay him $6 million a year. Um, yeah. When, I mean, they got a good deal on John Brown. That's a great signing. But getting rid of their two of, awesome. 
getting rid of two of their best linemen to save cap space and then blowing it on a running back when you already have one that's I mean, he's he's okay. It what just doesn't make Booker? any sense. What happened to Booker? You had the Booker, right? They also signed uh what's his name from they used to play for the Lions. They signed him to a one year deal. Lewis Reddick? Yeah, Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick, yeah. They yeah. signed they signed him uh, like two weeks ago. What I don't understand. <laughs> I like listen, I know I I play fake football. Let me just tell you. I play fake football, but I win money playing fake football. So at least I understand football. And I've been, I'm 41. I've been a fan since I was five. So, you know, 36 years of me studying. uh, I just want to say this just so everyone wants to know my bona fides here. I played Madden every single season, every single game as every single team switching back and forth from the time I was like 10 until I was married, like 15 years Every season, I know every play in the front. I would make all my own plays. I, I, I understand all the zone defenses. I understand what a robber is. I know what a cross dog is. I know what a cover two is. I know what quarters are. I know all these things. And that doesn't, I don't think the coaches do. I don't think they understand their personnel. I don't think they understand how to use them. And you just see players not being used. And then you see somebody like Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan maximizing space. It's all all about space. You're trying to get your guy in space away from the other guy and the ball to him, either running or passing like that. It's just so simple. You get, you get these guys that are hailed for being masters of their trade. Um, How about Bill Belichick all those years cutting guys one year before their contract is renewable and, or trading them for a pick and what little do they the teams that get them know that that t- that player was already a gonna decline out of that system and b they're gonna get paid the next year yeah so bill belichick's like and uh we're already rebuilding like all these teams are rebuilding when they lose a bunch of games they get their high draft picks belichick's rebuilding a year in advance He's right. been doing it for decades, and that still doesn't excuse him paying Nelson Aguilar twelve million dollars a year <laughs> when Kenny Galladay is not even going to get that much. No, no, it's not good. He's um, going to ask for eighteen and a half, but he's not going to get it. No, I don't. I and don't John Brown's better than Nelson Aguilar, and he got four. Right, right. It doesn't make sense. It does. These guys, they they know enough about football. Like they're like John Gruden won Super Bowls, like you know what I'm saying. But like it's almost like that. It, it, these guys are lifers, so like they just, but they 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 have their own perspective, and that sometimes, like you said, the, the ego it gets in the way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just just take yourself out of the equation sometimes. And uh, you know the the Raiders have been in front of themselves, behind themselves. They're so inconsistent. They they win, they crush teams, and the next week they get blown out. So uh, you, you they they drop like five in a row to end the season or something like that. So um. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, you don't play in the offensive uh, line, but and know. everybody's thinking, oh, Galladay's going to go to the Giants or the Ravens or the Bears. It's like, don't get a start on the Bears. That's Ryan Pace is bad. That's the, the, what the kids call bad at your job. Yeah, Ryan Pace yeah. is what the kids call bad at his job. Not good. Not good. No. Hey, so this is a shout out, Adam Rank. I love Adam Rank. Adam Rank, if you ever want to come on here and discuss. And explain to me, uh, and and I want to understand. Last year, he picked the Bears to win in the in the playoffs, and 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 so every analyst in the NFL Network put their pick up, and it was all the Packers, everybody. And then Adam Rank put his up there, and then I like kind of teased him a little bit. 
But I just, I, I was like, what, what do you think is going to happen here? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's going on, guys? You know, and so here's the thing. It could I'm, happen. It could happen, right? But I'm not a fan. And so being not a fan is an edge. And so I would love to talk about his edge that he has as a fan, though, because I think that Adam knows a lot about the Bears and I could learn a lot from him. So I would love to talk to Adam what kind of made him and gave him those thoughts because they were predicated on something. Honestly, he, he was he was making a prediction about what he thought. I don't think he was just being a homer. I think he saw something there. And so I want to know, did he, does he still see it with with the red rifle? Is it gone? Is he just like you know? he did tweet out that it's nice to be disappointed now? instead of at the end of the season he get it out of the way but i still want to th- how bad is it going to be so adam you're always welcome to come yeah. on the show and, uh, and let us know on the, on the same token gettleman in new york uh like oh we're in the running we don't have much cap space uh we want kenny galladay because we we really need to, a better wide receiver right. uh let's pay it kyle rudolph <laughs> How much they pay Kyle Rudolph? Ten million dollars. Oh my gosh! For two years. Oh, and they, the Vikings pretty much just cast him away. They're like, oh "Hey, we have Irv Smith now. What do we need you for?" And then he's like, "I want more money." And they're like, "Okay, bye." He got <laughs> so like, Rudolph got hey, paid though. Let's get him. Let's get that guy. Let's get that Call guy. He, Gettleman's like, "Oh, Rudolph, you want more money? I got more money." Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's just too much. Well, we're we're almost up against it. Is is there any other major uh, you know move that you wanted to talk about? Um, Fuller to the fins. Well, what what do you think about that? I, I made a joke. That's another Kenny. one. That's I, a I, receiver <laughs> that's better than Mel Aguilar. That's getting less money. Less than money. I know. Um, I, I made a joke. You can't catch Kenny. the ball, but he can catch that money. Damn. <laughs> I said that he's gonna he's gonna hurt his hammy on on running seven yard out routes there in Miami, you know, because <laughs> Tua can't throw it that far. No, so he was like, no, yeah. And so he's I, not tall either. I mean, it, Tua needs needs Gesicki at six foot six I, to just be I, right in front of him. Look I, at this guy; he's right in front of me. I got him. And Fuller, oh. what five eleven? He's really fast, he's, but. He's, I mean, in trouble yeah no yeah. I, I i like the idea behind it like oh. as an idea like we need a long threat guy we need a deep ball guy he can't see him but he's gonna throw him you know so i mean first of all he don't want to roll out yeah, Laramie, 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 move right. your head. i can't see will down the field Laramie, Tunstall, that's why we traded tunstall his head was tunstall's head was huge <laughs> couldn't oh, see no. around him no way. So let's go oh, to the big time finish brought to you by bigtimeflave.com. Ooh, the big what is out. going on? Let's St. Patty's Day. What what you do on St. Patty's Day? You know, normally I'm I'm fasting because I'm always trying to uh wait until my birthday to drink, which is April 5th. It's coming up in a, in a few weeks. And uh, by, by the way, when when's your birthday, Bo? Sunday. Sunday. Happy Sunday. birthday to Bo by Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Wish Bo a happy 34th birthday. Yeah. Please. Happy birthday, brother. From Scott. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. By the way. <laughs> On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Network, network, network. Uh, we did not do the voiceovers, but we will be doing them soon. I could have. We have well, yeah, we could. We've got some. We've got some deep voices here at the nimble w numbers team if you've got a deep voice and a huge <laughs> soul <laughs> you just sound like maury from big mouth that's all touch yourself, 
St. Patty's Day for me. I mean, I come from an Irish heritage. I, I can't really say much other than I'm Irish American mostly. Um, got a lot of other things mixed in there too. But um, yeah, four or five generations ago, my my family came from Northern Ireland, and so we do the corned beef and cabbage, which is more Irish American thing. But I, I made that. cottage pie last night when I got home from work. I still went out and made a cottage pie from scratch and finished till like eleven. When you when are you starting your 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 new culinary show uh, called uh, Bo's Car Bombs? Because I know you had like nine Irish car bombs after that. That's actually really racist because Irish oh. people do not like those. Like, that's oh, that's like, the best. It, or I, I don't know if it's, it's can't be racist, but it's something else inappropriate. No, I know. Because, I, oh, yeah, the car bombs is it's a sore subject with actual Irish people. They don't no, like that at all. And I actually don't like them. I like drinking Guinness. But Jameson is good. I'm not going to lie. I, I, like I, I did have some. I had some Jameson Black Barrel before bed. Mm, mm. Well, you know what? With that, we got to bounce out. This is the end of the first episode of Chalk Block. <laughs> I know. Check us out. Next week, we'll be back 11 uh, p.m. again for Bo McBigtime. I am Scott Simpson. We will see you back here next time. Appreciate everybody. Peace. My bracket's busted anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, my bracket's busted too, Bo. I mean, that's just how it works. It's gone. It's gone. The Worldwide Sports Radio Network.